Pie Heart is back with a new episode that dissects the club's beating cultural heart. We delve into Collingwood's connection with the contemporary art world through stories and players whose creativity and originality transcend the field of play. And hasn't the Collingwood Football Club had its fair share of artists over the years? This is Pie Hard. Looking at Collingwood today, it's hard to imagine that this was one of the toughest suburbs in Melbourne. I have a magpie tattooed in a certain spot. I wouldn't say it's the biggest magpie getting around. Out of control brawl outside a Collingwood pub. 60 years ago, it was lined with boot factories. As gritty, grotty suburbs in prime locations turned into trendy hotspots. One's had five bounces, nearly get another one. He's the smartest guy on the team. He's going to have too many to pick from. You've got to go back to Billy Graham at the MCG for an American to dominate like this. I still can't believe it. I can. Oh. The bubbles bursting three decades of grand final wobbles. A weekend order by the club of 288,000 cans to be consumed. More comfortable in the cell. It's as close as you'll get to greatness, you peanut. Shut up. It's time to introduce the Pie Hard team once again. Turbo, welcome. And uh, please fill us in. What was your artistic discipline as a kid? Are you fucking serious? I'm, I'm going I'm to go... Well, let me go. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say you were a photographer. Uh, I did take some photos in my time. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And... Uh, one from one. A bit more of a papier-mâché guy myself. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Decoupage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all the players all the players had their spot, you know. That makes sense. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Chunky, good to have you here. I take you as a graffiti man. Ever get into trouble? Oh, I was always the guy on the outside just standing there while they all did it. And I was like, the cops are coming quick. Hurry up. The lookout. Yeah. The lookout. We, everyone needs a good lookout uh, man. Al, good evening. You are either a poet or a word- wordsmith. Might come as a surprise, but I was a thespian. Oh, wow. okay. Greece at school? Ancient, what was it? Ancient Greece, uh, <laughs> mainly. Not Travolta. No, uh, <laughs> Aeschylus. <laughs> nice. Don't know what that is. I'll Google it. Um, uh, I'm a failed musician. How'd you go? Is that an art? Uh, is it an art? Yeah, I reckon yeah. it's that. Beatboxing? Yeah. No, no. So many, many artists on the uh, Pie Hard team, as you'd expect. So we're going to start off with a couple of quotes just to set the mood for the uh, episode which I should introduce is the art of football nice here's the first one so poetry is the art of substantiating shadows and of leading existence to nothing by Edmund Burke that one was Mm. the next one is uh, the true work of art is but a shadow of the divine perfection Michelangelo said that Mick who did he go for Carlton. Eagles. Carlton. Eagles are definitely Carlton, I think. Carlton. Yeah, Carlton. <laughs> Carlton. And this last one, so you guys have to pick this one out. Uh, smoke and shadows behind the windows. <laughs> That's Travis Cloak. <laughs> it is Travis Cloak. So three amazing artists there. So we are, of course, talking about football and art. Uh, we know that football and art does have an impressive history, doesn't it, Al? When I think of art and its association with the game, I think of that incredible weird Stalinist mural on the outside of VFL Park. Did you guys see oh, that? Yeah. I think of the mural in Richmond <laughs> that cropped up last year where Mason Cox was holding Tyson Goldsack's severed head in his hands. And I don't, don't know why, but it was creative. And the sport's always been, been you know, an incredible kind of melting pot of creativity and really an engine room for the imagination. And so I guess my question to you guys is if we're thinking about which 
which brethren, which piehard people, which which Collingwood people represent the beating heart, the vanguard of this this creative artistic scene? Is it Jordan Dugowie with his stomach tattoo of two undead skeletons pashing each other, or Travis Cloak with his angel wings on his back and the slogan "Life is precious, try hard." <laughs> <laughs> Well, speaking of Travis, I was actually doing a bit of research on him and uh, I come across this article in 2009 simply titled Renaissance Man. (laughs) And um, it actually goes into detail about Travis's life growing up uh, as, I guess, as he called it, the arty farty kid. Uh, He did fashion design, industrial design, and he also completed a certificate three in arts and design in year 12. Which made certificate me, three. Certificate yeah. three in art and design in, in year 12, which made me wonder, is he the only cloak that did year 12? <laughs> I mean, that was a driven family. Those boys were, you know, pushed he, to succeed. And I yeah. can't imagine um, David Cloak allowing those boys to stray too far into the creative areas. But maybe I'm wrong. He's talking about um, doing life modelling and drawing a, a, a fat 50-year-old lady. And he was saying, as a 16- or 7-year-old kid, it's not, the, it's not the image you have of what a naked lady is going to look like. Mm. Um, what, about, uh, what about, like, I guess fashion is art, isn't it? Was there any, any, oh, any, any, Collingwood, fan, any Collingwood players ever yeah. have their own label? Absolutely they did. Sad. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> Swanee and Dids. That was what it was called. Swanee and Dids. Sad. Sad, S-A-D, it was their little acronym, and there was their T-shirt company. I think they put quite a bit of money into it. I don't know what happened to that money, but they put a fair bit into it. They did you have any? Did you ever buy any uh, collections, the yeah, resort collection? Big did into that ever kind of Ed Hardy look. It was right up my <laughs> did alley. Did anyone ever come up to you and go, that's sad? Uh, look, to be honest, I never saw one piece of work they ever did, but I read about it in the paper. And I thought, good on them. You're doing something different, and you got some disposable cash there. Imagine, imagine, imagine their show at Melbourne Fashion Week, like the Who's Who. Mm. That's it. Josh Gibson will be there, definitely. Well, there was, there was, um, of course, a, a, a big, a big, uh, big champion of the Pie Hard team, Jesse White, um, yes. was roped in. Obviously, very slick with the uh, the graphic design skills and the InDesign. Okay. Um, did end up designing uh, some socks and apparel. Some beanies for Did the he? club. Do you remember that? No. Was it through Star, maybe? Or? Yeah, I think it was around the Star time. So he was uh, he was big into his caricatures, and I think he did caricatures of um, Grundy and Trelaw and a few others, and they found their way onto some uh, some Star athletic merchandise. Not on-field appara- apparel, unfortunately, Chunky, as much as we would have loved to have uh, you know seen. That would have been great for the kids, mm. I think. Well, in terms of garment design, um, we can't forget Travis Varkos. Um, terrific designed for Indigenous Round. I believe, um, I think it had a very poignant story that his uh, Guernsey design helped tell the story of his sister, who passed away, of course, yep. playing football last year. But um, that was a great celebration of art and football. We had a number of teams, um, if not every team, wearing an Indigenous Guernsey. Yep. Dot paintings. And, yeah, I um, love that. I wouldn't have owned. Has to be said that... that that jumper actually is probably the best example of, of an Indigenous um, jumper that we've seen. For Collingwood? Yeah. I for Collingwood. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think um, not to discount the, uh, the meaning behind uh, the rest of the uh, Indigenous Guernseys, but no, I mean, from a visual sense. Absolutely. Well, it's stunning. It looked striking. Good. looked great. 
Who remembers 2010? Yep, vaguely. Pretty good year, wasn't it? I want to talk to you guys about the disappointment of the 2010 Premiership. And I want to focus on a very skilled artisan um, in the football arena uh, that went by the name of William Ellis Green. And more specifically, I wanted to to shed light on the uh, commemorative Herald Sun Premiership poster. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Yeah, I do. Of course you do. Yep. Now, I guess the travesty of the 2010 Premiership was timing. So, Wegg, as he was known, passed away, sadly, in um, 2008, handing over the reins to Mark Knight. Knighty. The Herald Sun cartoonist. Uh And it was bad. It was bad. So, you know, the 1990 um, Wegg Premiership poster, I used to to look every year... I used to look at the Premiership posters that were won, and Wegg just had this unique style, this kind of... Very old, innocent, mm. you know, approach. Nostalgic. Nostalgic. Yesteryear, wasn't it? And the, uh, you know, the creatures, the animals, they were never vicious. They always had a sly grin. I remember he did a Hawthorne one. I think it was mm. in 1988, and it had the, he, he gave the hawk the Brereton hair. Nice. And it was fantastic. Yeah, it was just cool. very, very, very... Yeah, you're right. We've got it here. We're mischievous, it. weren't they? And, um, of course, Mark Knight's effort was quite a two-dimensional uh, magpie. Can you pull up? Mark Knight, mm. but Mark Knight did an atrocious cartoon of a magpie, of course, with tattooed sleeves. Right. First thought. Yeah. Um, and just the style of it, it's... It's too avant-garde oh, for you. God. There's no character. No personality. He's got big Dane Swamp arms, barrel yeah. chest. Yeah. yeah, bumper sticker. Very, um, very clean. aerodynamic yeah. head and beak. Mm. Oh, Very yeah. small. Yeah, there's legs. nothing on the head, is there? No, yeah. I quite like it. Yeah, you like it, do you? <laughs> right. I mean, uh, I d- see what you mean. Agree to disagree on that one? No, no, I, I, I was just playing devil's avocado. It's but the head size. It's got to be a big head. And going back to 1990 poster, we've got that up here. Yeah, there is a cheeky grin. There is a naivety about it. Well, I don't, I don't want to go this into too much, fun. too much detail around this. But um, of course, for every winning poster that we created, there was also a losing poster. Um, and whilst I don't want to shine a light on it, the magpies represented in the 2002 and 2003 losing poster series were amazing. So they never got released? So no, they, they pulp 50% of them, obviously, because they have to print them because they're available oh. post-game. <laughs> Previous. Oh, that's, a good one. that's a good one. Previous to 1990, of course, there was a 32-year drought. <laughs> and we've got the 58 column. I like that colour, too. Poster, which also has a very similar cheeky smile, mm-hmm. grin. Yep. Quite feathery and appears to be... It's manhandling. S- uh... Manhandling a very small, <laughs> well-to-do, aristocratic demon <laughs> who looks like he's just wandered out of the Melbourne club and got hit by a, a magpie. It's good. <laughs> Is he holding camembert? So, uh, interesting tale about Wegg. So, uh, in 2006, two years before he passed away, an 80-year-old Wegg um, <laughs> was at home and was startled by uh, an intruder right. on his property. You've you heard of this tale? Vaguely okay. coming back. Great. We'll just say no for the purposes of the uh, segment. So 15 p- uh, minutes later, police uh, were on the scene and Wegg... Um, was asked to describe the attacker, and he said, give me 10 seconds. I'm going to whip up a oh. Wegg-style commemorative poster caricature of the thief. Incredible. This is in Heathmont. It was Dan yeah. Swan. 
<laughs> doesn't it actually doesn't say who was the uh, con- uh, convicted uh, felon in this uh, in this instance? But 15 minutes later, Croydon police actually picked up the burglar uh, on an unrelated un- uh, crime, and uh, senior constable Roche of the uh, Croydon um, Armed Forces Squad. Mm break-in squad, said, after we had a look at this gentleman in the back of the Divi van, we just couldn't believe how much of a likeness it was to the picture that Wegg had drawn. And if anyone ever says, I can draw the offender, I'll be handing them a pencil pretty quickly. That's brilliant. See, that's art and footy for the purposes of cleaning up Gotham. Good. Mm. Mm. Yep. And also, um, prior to his death, knowing that uh, time was not on his side. He actually created um, artworks for all clubs back mm. in the time to be used um, post after he went. So shame on you, Harold Sun, for overlooking um, the Wegg archives. Posthumous. The posthumous uh, Wegg designs. That's and pathetic. And handing, handing it over to, to Mark Knight. I mean, that was... I'm kind of lucky we didn't win last year if that was the... Have a a look at that poster. That's gross. That's terrible. It looks... That is terrible. Magpies are nicer than that. They're more graceful. Okay, so have there been any other artists that have been uh, focused on the Collingwood Football Club? Well, I've got one. Now, I'm not sure if you've heard of this name, but if you haven't, look it up because this guy deserves more attention in the art world. His name's Ross Watson. Now, I'm going to show you blokes uh, some of his pieces, and you can describe what you see there. Hello. Um. <laughs> okay, all right. We've got some, uh, we've got some Roman soldiers uh, approaching a... Uh... Oh, is that Brody Holland, is it? Wow. Uh, it's a combination of men for all seasons. Right. And... Something that you'd find uh, in the Louvre in it's Paris. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a striking uh, composition, right? That's there. exactly right. And I wouldn't put it past Ross Watson to appear in the Louvre one day. Ross is eighty odd. Uh, he is. His website Ooh, has good, one quote. Good God! Underneath right. his name, it right. says he is a leader in contemporary realism, Sir Elton John. And he specialises in homoerotic art. Hang on, he's got an Elton John John quote? That was my next website. On his website? He's got a whole bunch of... Yes, Chunky. That was my next one. I said, certainly there's just a slight tone of homoeroticism to the the work itself. Well, you boys were being polite. I mean, what we're looking at is Paul LeCuria naked, holding his Guernsey in his ripped bison arms up to his mouth with some floating cherubic angels mm. uh, also naked with penises and breasts uh, not Paul's penis or breasts you can only see Paul's guns but yeah. it's it's a really evocative image mm. um, I'll hasten to add that you know we're very supportive of people expressing yeah, themselves yep um, and Russ Watson I just thought it was a fascinating and probably uh, little known uh, foray into both Collingwood and art and homoeroticism <clears throat> and Paul Lecurier's bits. Yep. Well, I love it. I don't know about you guys, but um, yeah, beautiful. Yeah. So who would we associate most with the art world in terms of ex-Collingwood players? Chunky? I reckon you've got to go with uh, the East Malvern boys. The EMB from back in the day. 
Number 10. Scott Pendlebury. Number 10 and his brother, the ode to him. I think it's got to be... Chris Pendlebury. Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's got to be Rupert Bitharis, doesn't it? Ah, Rup. Yep. Yes, of course. Yep. Genuine practicing artist throughout his... His whole tenure. Tenure as a, as a player. And mm. um, I had a rumor he was... He was actually put up by the club. In the stand. I heard he was so prolific as far as wanting to get his art out there, he melded himself into the stand what? and lived in the stadium. Which stadium? The G. Victoria Park was in the in the stands, painting away. Living, Prime real estate. Living and painting. Yeah. The club gave so him you're, a whole pass. So you're, say, you're saying the Collingwood football, you're saying Rupert Batheris had a studio in... In at the, Victoria Park in the Bob Rush stand from from uh, alle- allegedly Bob well, that, Rush Bob Rose you're talking about the social club stand right yeah the big kind of cement one that still stands and just kept at it and put together an exhibition with all that work post what when did, when did he finish up 2005 good player like tough player and might I say he was almost a Mouldhouse favourite he had that about him not in his last two years. <laughs> <laughs> well, things don't never end well with me. But no, no one, no <laughs> one does. Eighty-five <laughs> games. He was he played for Collingwood in a good era. It must be said. He he debuted in nineteen ninety nine, or he came to the club in ninety nine. The VFL side, right? Would have been with Mick on the rotating. Lexus. No, he was he was okay. So a little back. I think he was recruited to the club to the VFL team. Ah. And under Tony Shaw, played under Tony for a while, I think. Oh, did he? Um, maybe Wikipedia's got it wrong, but I know he played there for quite a bit. Mm. Captained the VFL side and then got promoted to the senior list. And uh, how would you describe his art? Was it like his footy? I think it was, yeah, it was a bit of everything in there, wasn't it? He's got kind of progression in, in some regards. He's the kind of guy that w- when he was painting, I think his football... Improved significantly. Mm. Interest. What I loved about Rupert Bathurst is his love for the Collingwood Football Club, but also tradition. Mm. So, uh, little known fact about Rupert: once he um, once he finished up at the Collingwood Football Club, uh, he travelled uh, around the world. He went to Buenos Aires, uh, went through South America, ended up at the home of the famous Boca Juniors Football Club. Mm. If anyone who's I've been there, Argentina, yeah, love them. Um, and the way he talked about it, he said the it was a fascinating experience because the whole suburb um, was like a work of art celebrating this team, Boca Juniors. Mm. And he said that there should be more of a celebration of Collingwood within Collingwood. He wanted to bring that back to 3066, mm. paint the town black and white, and really, yep. you know, as a as a council or as a as an area, really own the Collingwood Football Club, which we love. Yep. Uh, was also quite saddened when the club did uh, move from the spiritual home at Victoria Park and moved to the Lexus Centre, because whilst he understood that um, clubs like Collingwood would get an advantage from state-of-the-art facilities... Um, he felt like you just couldn't leave your home. The fabric. The fabric. Yeah. Could be something in that, I reckon, oh, chunk. I um, so. Obviously, you know, no reason why you couldn't have fit a Lexus or two out the back of the uh, Sharon stand. Exactly. We've plenty of car parks. We could have space. built underneath Vic Park, surely, right? Mm. That could have been Maggie Land. Could have been Maggie subway Land. Yeah, you know, we could have put a subway. Subway. In, whatever <laughs> we want. <laughs> Collingwood Subway. Yeah, it'd be great. Fuck Maggie Land. Mm. Bathurst World. Hey, now you talk him. I like it. 
We love it. Is this podcast the, the beginning of bringing the Boca Juniors vibe to Collingwood? Ah, oh, man, I always have loved their their shties. Boca Why not? Anyway, if any, there's, if there's any, nothing. if any club could do it, if any club could do it, mm. we're talking about. We've talked a lot about street murals and street art um, on uh, on today's podcast. Let's start there. So he's kind of saying that the entire suburbs painted black and white, right? Is an interesting uh, fact on on Rupert. Uh, so uh, he once heard on a radio station that. Uh, he once heard a fellow artist say that um, an artist had a responsibility to put their art before the world. So he ended up showing his some of his early artwork to none other than coach Nathan Buckley. Mm. Now, Chunky, there's an interesting reason why he did that. Right. Um, that might not be apparent to a lot of Pie Hard listeners. Do you know what that is? I think it's that intensity that Nathan brings to a conversation. Is that correct? Or did back then at least? Yes, exactly. So he described Nathan Buckley, and this is old Nathan Buckley, I mm. should add, uh, yep. as being incredibly intense. Older than he is now. Yes. Weird. Uh, but what he loved about the intense intenseness of Nathan Buckley was that he got that intense intensity back in spades. And I mm. think as an artist, a, um, a lot of people will talk smack yeah. when you produce your uh, artwork and tell you how beautiful you are. But I think yeah. Nathan Buckley really hit him between oh, the eyes. Yeah. So true. Fucking shit. Yeah. <laughs> Described it as one of the best uh, responses he's ever had to his artwork. Well, that's Rupert good. Said. But that's very true. How many times have you been in an art gallery and you just, all you do is just say, I love it. Everything's yours is the best. It might be a group show, but I love yours the best. And you didn't even really look at it. Can you imagine that conversation though? It'll be like, uh, hey, Nathan, uh, have you got a minute? No, I like mm-hmm. Nathan's honesty and that's, you know, that's required with art. We need that brutal, aggressive mm. feedback. Nathan, you just got to be the best you can be. Who and you're fucking shit. So Nathan would have a couple of Betheruses up in the uh, study based on that, that story, you'd think. I think they all, you know, that's all quite a tight-knit click from back then, 0203. They all achieved quite a bit, didn't they? They almost achieved quite a bit, mm. that's for sure, mm. and good on them. And Mick would suggest that they, they really had some heart. Mick's favourite team. Despite mm. all the premierships, the the art which I thought was most celebrated and which I love is of Rupert's is um, was I think it says something about the kind of message he he was putting across in those playing years. It was a Colin a figure in a Collingwood Guernsey, mm. obviously a player with the face eviscerated yep. in paint or smudged red face. Mm. Yep. red paint, and it was something about the ah oh, for me the nondescript. Oh, you know, homogenous expectations of an AFL player to, to to not not be themselves and not express themselves and to fit in as part of you know a, t- a team environment and an alpha you know uncreative environment. And I, when we do get Rupert on, and I'm I'm sure we will eventually, mm. love to ask him about you know whether it was difficult for a creative man such as himself to fit into that AFL environment back in those years. Yeah, you're not wrong. I think it's a, it's a fine line. You got to still have the the walk, but you can be creative. And it feels like that's it's getting easier as it, as time gets on. But you can't be. You still got to have a bit of bravado as an AFL player, don't you? you do you reckon he do you reckon he got heckled? Do you reckon anyone probably? Ever threw but I think and, he, could, and, he could walk around. He could walk the walk. So you know, he's allowed to. Artist walk. style heckle at him on the field. Ah, oh, right. You know, like mm. get out of here, guy. take your watercolors, whatever. Mm. I don't know. You know, put something. them where they don't shine. Yeah, yeah. get sprayed from the outer like a Jackson Pollock. Yeah. 
<laughs> so I think we need to. I think that's settled. Then we need to start a movement. Mark Knight out. Rupert Betheris in. Harold ah, yeah, Sun it. commemorative. Mm. Uh, the ev- eviscerated face of a magpie. Like uh, 2019. Well, let's let's get the council involved to, to commission uh, commission some works around around Collingwood. Dare I say, Betheris would probably be more on the Schwartz media, uh, the Saturday paper edition, wouldn't he? I'm not sure. Okay, so we've talked about some uh, Collingwood artists uh, from from days of yore. Guys, I'm going to throw it open here. Are there any Collingwood players uh, in the current team that you guys have marked as, as, you know, the torchbearers of the modern um, contemporary artistic movement at the Collingwood Football Club, which names spring to mind? Mm. Um, Well, look, in terms of today's team, you'd have to say there's a few players you can rule out. Yeah. That's a great... That's a great... Let's rule... Let's start from the start. It's guess who. So let's go... Can you bring up the list? Yeah. Um, Process of elimination. Everyone gets to rule out someone. I'm going to rule out... um, Well, I'm going to rule out the truffle pig. Okay. Because we know from previous Pie Heart anecdotes that the truffle pig actually does... He spends most of his time renovating and digging holes in his backyard. So... You know, that is a form of creativity, but it's not close enough to the art world to satisfy uh, our criteria. Agree. Okay, I'm gonna, let's move on. I'm going to go with uh, Jack Crisp. Ruling out? Ruling out. Ruling yeah. out. Right, okay. When you've got three kids, there's no time no, to go to any not, galleries. Not, not an artist, Jack. No. Uh, I'm going to rule out Scott Pendlebury because he just doesn't seem to be someone that could be bothered doing that. He's got other things to do. Well, we're getting there. Come on, let's, let's pick up the pace. Ruling out. Trelaw? We can rule in Trelaw out? Dane Beams. Yeah. Kind of yeah, yeah they're both out. The gallery. Yeah. Taylor Adams. He's ruled yeah. out. Jordan Degoe's out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the thick-head snake. He's being skinny here. Tom Langdon, he's, he's got his oh, share. Oh, oh, hang on. Hang on. Langdon, yeah. I would say not an artist, more a collector. Exactly. A collector of fine art. Stashing them away in the in the manor. Mm. Yeah, he's probably got bits of old, you know, pirate boats from the you know 1600s out of yeah, the back of his spice boats. Yeah, exactly. What Definitely about, uh, about uh, Hoskin Elliot? I think I reckon he. he oh, I reckon he'd get around. I think he posted a photo on his Instagram of a couple of uh, uh, hotted up Fords. Oh, okay. Uh, so I can probably safely rule him out. <laughs> Daniel Wells, uh, oh, yeah. you know, thereabouts, but just not artistic enough. Nice. No. Us. no. What yeah. about uh, what about the bear? Oh. Well, Bear is actually my tip. Yeah. So okay. Wow. We uh, Bear Bear is for mine. Let's just get to it because mm. that was going to take a while. I love you, Braden Sire. Timothy Treadwell is the Collingwood football's modern, contemporary, if I can steal a term here, Renaissance man. Is that right? Let me explain. Ooh. While players were uh, gallivanting in Fiji and Thailand and Bali and. Sunshine Coast over the by. Mm. One man went south down to I didn't, did Dark he? Mofo. Did Dark he? Mofo. With his, um, and we respect this on this podcast, mm. please. We're, we're, we all have painted fingernails on Pie Hard, but mm. I don't know if you've seen in the first couple of games, just the black fingernail varnish. Is that right? Uh, wow. And the piercings and the Doc Martens. And he, he for mine, mm. is he, he fits that scene. Yeah. And we love that. And he's moving That's that what way. we yeah, love yeah. about it. Mm. 
Yeah, he's yeah, not yeah, afraid. Yeah. He's he's got other things going on. I mean, mm. clearly it took him fifteen weeks to break into the side, <laughs> but yeah, Mona, my mm. foe. Yep. You know oh. the Hobart, the Renaissance, the that connection, is Hobart creativity oh, big time. in the last decade, and he fits the. That's a good call. Yeah, no. yeah, and I think he he'd probably play in a in a in a digital space, but not just a straight digital space. I think he'd be doing some welding as well. He'd be he'd be uh, getting some old lawn furniture or something, welding it together, adding a screen. And then mm. putting that up in like you know mm. yep. Acker or some kind yeah, of far yeah. out contemporary mm. is, is space. That new Richard Serra, this big. Dare I say, maybe even some um, analog photography, maybe a little bit of thirty-five mil. Mm. Oh, we love we love that about Braden Sire. Creative handball drills off off of the sculptures, rebounding at odd angles to get his skills up because he's got some beautiful handball. Yeah, yeah. Over the head, he just, he just kind of flicks over the head. He's the bear. He's well, the that's grizzly. art, isn't it? He's Treadwell. That is art. Uh, Collingwood's Renaissance man, Braden Sire. Can I suggest another addition to the Renaissance Club? If you've got the Rat Pack, who have their sad T-shirts and their <laughs> bullshit creativity, well, sometimes you've got to have you know the real deal, the opposite, and you need more than one. So to keep Bear company, I'm going to suggest Brody. Which one? Both. Both. Yes. Both. I did see my check. I did see my check was at the NGV over the break. That's true. Oh, well, there you go. Well, that's a scoop. You kept that close to your chest, didn't you? Wow. It was on Instagram. My check at the NGV. Checking out the um, Chinese contemporary and ancient exhibition. Just the fact that you Terracotta Warriors and Guai Kong Chao. Even if you didn't know what was going on there, the fact that you decided to go there says a lot. Oh, you've got an arty girlfriend. Yeah, that's true. Getting some brownie points, maybe. Or boyfriend. Or boyfriend, yeah. Yeah. Mm. And, of course, we have Grundy. Yep. Brody'd like that, I think. Um, Well, I've got a story about that. I mean, I was at a wedding not too long ago down the peninsula, and um, it was a a lovely wedding. Beautiful canapes, uh, an array of beverages. And I got sat next to the one other bloke who the organisers believed was a creative type. Um, and so they kind of squeezed us together and assumed we'd get on. And we did. He was a, he was a lovely bloke. Can't remember his name. But he was a mo- mural artist uh, and an ex-graph kind of dude. And he mm. said that he was actually contacted by Brody on Instagram. Um, you know, Brody was a fan of his work. And now they get together and they have, look, I won't say graph outings because I wouldn't <laughs> say that there's anything illegal going on but they ha- they get together and have chats about art so yeah, right. Brody I think is becoming more and more active in that kind of street art scene and good on him just the, the kind of legal he, style though do you I think assume. he's more of a stencil man yeah, or, I think or he's more he's a can. get in get out yeah and just throw ups maybe no one knows what he's doing and he likes the mystery of it right do you reckon he's ever done a piece I think he's probably done a piece I'm sure he's panel? done a piece I'm sure he's done plenty of work I don't know if he's run the gauntlet as much as we'd like to think, but hey. Snuck into the city loop. Yep, he's done some back-ons. Yeah. He's done the back-ons. No. Yeah, we get that. I think Grundy Grundy's. tells us in every creative ruck tap that he's an artistic man. Yep. And in his demeanour. Yep, earring. life. Long yep. ponytail. And we respect that at Pie Heart. What about Tom Phillips well, as an artist? Darcy? Mm. Sad Tom. Darcy Moore? No. Darcy Moore, yes. Yeah, oh, I Darcy could see Darcy. Moore, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I think Darcy was creative. He was an artist, but yeah. then he went and fucked it. Like <laughs> Samson. <laughs> I mean, don't you agree that, like, what about the hair? he is so nondescript? Yeah, man, and it's oh, gone. Yeah. And I feel like I didn't Oh, you feel with the hair chop, he's lost the... At the start of the year, before the first Pie Heart episode, we were ready to hang shit in the haircuts, all this stuff. 
And, you know, we judged him for being... I think at one stage we judged Darcy for being um, basically the antagonist, the villain, yep. who was going to, uh, you know, take on Bruce Willis in Pie Hard, the movie. Mm, mm, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so we yeah. were kind of <laughs> jumping on his hair and criticising him. Mm. Now that it's gone, oh, no. mm. I can't believe how much I miss it. I mm. mean, oh, I, I love feel it. like he's lost so much personality. He's, he's just nobody. Did he is get he, the ball the other night? I didn't see him. Yeah. Mm. Is he still it's the gone. gazelle? Yep. It's like Buster Rhymes when he shaved his head. He just lost all that panache. He lost it, and he's not creative anymore, but he was. Mm. No, I agree. Oh, I'm with you. He just blends well, one, in one, there, one, one, one straw poll. I think, we need to, I think we need to really concentrate on this Saturday night's game to see if the gazelle gets his movement back. Or what? otherwise, we're looking at some serious hair extensions or some kind of wig. Anything. Yes, we need to bring <laughs> it back. Get a wig. Accelerate that hair growth. Yep. So who's maybe, he going to play? Maybe... Maybe Penderbury's still got his dreads that he can just lend in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he or just snipped him off. <laughs> Kept, Kept him in a got, um, got him in a shoebox. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> what are we looking forward to for the game? Game? Uh, I look really excited to see Scharenberg back. How goes down, Scharenberg comes back in. We love it. We love Scharenberg. Best reader of the play, best decision maker by point. Oh, two seconds faster than any other player in the league as far as I'm concerned. I'm going to go with uh, Braden Maynard. And how much better he is than Marley Williams. Because remember, oh, they were always kind yeah. of like the same type Line. of player. And then, like, Maynard came in. Yep. And then Williams kind of didn't. I'd like to see young Dacos come in, kick Ooh. two goals, get 23 touches, and yep. announce himself to the football world. I love that. I'm going to break. I'm going to break rank here, and I am going to look back. And last week's game was insipid lackluster mm. we, we missed a genuine spark and of course Chunky Scharenberg's return is going to propel the club forward yep. there's, there's we saw the, the emotional reaction to Scharenberg when he rejoined training for the first time and I think that's what the club needs the club needs that moment Definitely. that galvanising um, all in spirit just a bounce up if we're going to talk yeah. about art like that that is the return of the uh, of the um Maestro. Of, the, of the maestro, yeah, of the conductor. Yep, that's a good way. Um, and so, yeah, watch watch a big boost, watch a big rise from the club, and a seventy-five point thrashing Ooh, at the Colonial Dome. We'll Jeez. see you there. It's been a big episode: art, football, culture, life, the world, the art world. Here at Pie Hard, what did you learn today, Demo? I learned that football hasn't been the same since 2008 when um, William Ellis Green Wegg stopped doing his commemorative posters over Mark Knight. Let's bring Rupert Betheris into the fold and he can do the commemorative posters from this year onwards. And Chunky, what did you learn about the art world? Uh, I learned that Paul LeCourie and Brodie Holland participate in some quite homoerotic art they had no idea about. <laughs> Are you sure well, they had no idea? <laughs> I would say they probably saw a final are. outtake. <laughs> they were happy with that. I mean, yeah. you're, you're presuming that they had to model for the painting. I mean, oh, but oh, it could have been a calendar. Maybe, maybe there's there's superimposed. 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 Well, there's photos of those guys. That, I think they... Well, actually, the one from Paul couldn't have been a photo because he's naked, but... Surely um, they need license, you know. You can't just steal someone's image and... No, there's nothing wrong it. with that. Well, no, I've got um, nothing wrong with it, but you've at least got to ask permission, right? Funny you should say that because I looked up... Chunky McDaniel's erotic nudes. <laughs> what? <laughs> <I think it's, laughs> there's a few things on here. Wow, wee! That's uh, oh, that's a new new meaning oh, of pie hard right oh, there. Wait, yes, yes, we are over mm. eighteen. Oh, we're on. Oh, we're with on. Andrew Tranquilly. What's oh, what's uh, <laughs> Turbo um, art and football? Oh, I, uh, wait. 
The turbo. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> yeah. Right. And he's having a Tourette's episode. <laughs> and Turbo, and turbo uh, before you uh, leave for Paris, uh, home of home of love and art, your thoughts on today's oh, episode? Of, I think uh, Rupert's got a, an exhibition on over there, which is why I'm heading over, actually. Uh, no, I actually just want to see uh, a bit more art around town in Collingwood, oh. to be honest, because there's nothing here. Bit of black and white. So as Rupert said, let's, uh, yeah, let's, let's do the Bocca Union. Let's town. Let's own it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yarra Council... Uh, that concludes the Art of Football episode on Pie Hard. Thank you very much for listening. We very much appreciate it. Please subscribe to the podcast to get regular updates on new episodes and drops. And don't forget to hit us up on social media, Instagram and Twitter, at Pie Hard Podcast. We are going to see you next time. Go Pies. Go Pies.